0: Hello and welcome back to the For Foot's Sake podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Bristow. and this pod, we go over the festival football promo and what else the promo could have in store. Give our takes on team of the season now it's finally over and discuss the current state of FIFA now we're entering its final stages of the game. Thanks for listening and I hope you enjoy. And let's get into the podcast today. We have three returning guests. First returning guest is Teddy127. Teddy welcome back to the podcast.
1: Hi
2: thanks for having me again.
0: Second returning guest is that boy Anto. Anto welcome back.
2: Thanks for having me I
3: appreciate it.
0: And our last returning guest is simply DGR. Diego welcome back to the podcast.
3: A pleasure my man appreciate it.
0: So today we're going to go over to begin with the festival of football the new promo but it obviously is a comeback or remake from previous FIFAs and again it's basically been brought up with a lot of big players in there some big upgrades on these players too and i'm surprised there been a few players too that were featured in tots that were selected in this promo as well teddy i want to start with you first though what have you made of this promo and like what are your initial thoughts of it
2: uh i think it's a brilliant promo I, it's crazy to me how uh how much better or potentially better these cards can be than team of the season and it's just crazy some of these cards i think i have it right here three wins plus two upgrade four plus one and then if you go to the six wins it's five star five star i think that's absolutely insane but i did see it is kind of hard to actually obtain five wins throughout the entire tournament but if any card gets that like uh grazman um Havertz, any oh never mind <laughs> Germany lost today. I actually don't think they can get that now. But these cards have potential to be some of the best cards in the game, which is crazy.
0: That's the main thing yeah, there, the potential for these. And I think going back to what, if I know a lot of people didn't like the What If promo for some reason, but again, with these, the the chance of not, not just one upgrade, but again, going through a tournament. And if they do get that six wins, the five star, five star. And again, there probably isn't many cards that can get that. But the few cars that could, again, you see with the Griezmann right now, his price is crazy expensive, and then obviously Vinicius too is around. I think earlier around four point four, and if Brazil could carry on doing well, then I can see them easily getting that too. Diego, go to you next year. What have you made of the promo to begin with?
3: Um, I had a feeling they would kind of bring this back because they have done it before, uh, back in FIFA eighteen with the World Cup. Um, it's just the, I feel like the best promos are when we're so engaged to the sport in real life as well. It just, it has us so invested in these games. Even if you may not be a supporter of that country or so, like you have these cards, you're relying on these wins. It just adds more like of an excitement to an ongoing promo. And they did the right thing by upgrading these cards the right way, because I think already just at base, these are all very usable. By no means, I don't think these are actually bad cards or like they need upgrades. I think they're already very usable. And it's just like the potential, right? Like these can go from very usable cards to, you know, wow! This card's probably one of the best cards in the game, or just something that will literally write out the rest of the year on your team. So I love the idea.
0: That's the important thing too—to make sure these cards here are better than cards released during TOTS. Else, it just adds. Or else, it seems like another kind of team of the season release after that. And I think that's what they've done here. Again, some of the cards here are probably are around, probably a little bit worse than some of the cards released during TOTS, but with ability, they've got a chance to be. I know we get to the end of it nearly when we speak about end game teams and end game, end game, end game cards, but Vinicius and Griezmann probably Havertz too. If they can get even a, a plus two or a plus three, this card's going be absolutely insane. And Anto, to you finally, what have you made of the promo?
1: Yeah, so far, I think uh, this promo has been amazing. I love the cards that they released um, with Griezmann, Havertz, uh, even rente to me might be one of my favorite cards so far from this promo. And I mean, these cards look ridiculous and we haven't even seen one upgrade yet. I think that's the biggest thing is that as good as they are now, there's so much potential going forward. And so I'm really excited to see what goes on. And like, it really keeps me engaged with the Euros and Copa America now. Um, That was one thing we talked about in the previous podcast was that we really hope that they would somehow get us involved, kind of like how what if you were saying. Um, So I'm really happy that they are doing that, and um, we have another team coming up soon, I think this Friday, so more cards will be introduced. And then another thing I really like about this promo is that they're not giving us the normal meta cards. We're not seeing an Mbappe. We're not seeing a Neymar. We're, we're getting different cards that we're not used to seeing with now, you know, like most people wouldn't have Acuna or Verratti in their teams maybe, but I promise you this weekend we're probably going to see a lot of them. So I really like the idea that they're using different players that we're not accustomed to seeing. And I hope with team two, they do the same exact thing because, you know, it gets tiring to see the same players over and over and to get some new players in the system, in the people's squads. I think that's the biggest thing. So, so far, so good.
0: Yeah, that's the main thing, too. Just kind of increase the amount of kind of top tier players in that player pool. And again, we are getting to a point now where it's very hard to keep improving our team, making our team better. But at least some of these cards here are making you think a little bit as well. Diego, I want to go back to you now as well, though. Are there any cards releasing this team that you want to get into your team soon or you like the look of?
3: I mean, I, I love the looks of uh, Griezmann. But even as liquid as I am, uh, I don't know if I'm ever going to catch up to his price because I can only see his price literally hitting the moon. I mean, France looks so dominant that I can see this card easily just winning out. But uh, I like Llorente. Uh, I feel he's a little limited with a 3 3 in terms of getting in the midfield and going forward, but I love his potential defensively as a fullback, a wingback, center back. Sadly, but it's the truth. Um, I mean, this card has there's so many good players here. Acuna is phenomenal as well. Uh, I feel like if you noticed, uh, the level 27 season pack this uh, this time did not have La Liga, and it's very interesting if they knew of this possibly going forward, because I think the La Liga players are my favorite ones in this promo with Griezmann, Llorente, Acuna, Vinicius, right? These cards all look amazing. And they also happen to play on very good teams, but it was interesting because I was really looking forward to a possible La Liga prime players pack and they missed out on that top league this time. So for me, the La Liga guys stand out the most. I'd love to see if I can get them into my team um, the potential of Phil Foden as well, because, uh, man, I I cannot stop hearing that it's coming home. So if it is coming home, then Phil Foden, wow, what a card. But yeah, that's probably it, really the La Liga guys and Foden.
0: Yeah, let, let's hope it is coming home. I mean, England did well in their first game, I think, but it's going to be tough for them to get past. And I know in the round 16, there's bound to get a hard game there as well. Teddy, go to you next here. Any cards to stand up for yourself and that you want to get into your team if you can soon?
2: Looking at the team maybe the only card that can actually go into my team is Nabri because i'm running an arsenal pass and present as like a side team but then my main team i'm i'm stuck with my squad like any of these cards no matter who i get at this point in stage it's really not worth me changing an entire team like maybe the one card that i could change is vinicius for nani but like nani's team the season card it's my favorite card that i've ever used i'm obsessed with this card so I don't think I can turn my back on the man with the purple hair. So, no one's touching my squad.
0: <laughs> and you've got Nanny Red having you as well. So, Oh, yeah. He's gorgeous. Beautiful card. <laughs> Makes it a lot better, too. And you do make a good point there, too, is that everyone's got kind of a, we like to say end game. I think it's tough now because FIFA is going to be on a bit longer, and whether we say end game is kind of end of tots, so or whether we say end game is going to be near what if they do bring out Summer Heat Primo. But again, a lot of these cards are very minimal upgrades to cards. We've already got two, again. The likes of Vinicius looks good now. Very similar to them, Dembele them that came out previously. A lot of other cards here. So it's a tough one there. Ananto, what about you here? Any cards that kind of catch your eye and you want to get into your team?
1: Yeah, so I was fortunate uh, two days ago. I pulled Acuna out of a player pick. So he's already fit perfectly into my team. I'm loving him so far. Um, but outside of that, you know, in a perfect world, if I had tons of coins or maybe a ton of FIFA points, I could somehow get Griezmann into the team because that's a card. Um, I already have the Dembele card that came out. What was it last week or two weeks ago? So, I mean, that would be perfect for my team. It's just uh, not likely. I'm sitting on around 1.4, 1.5 mil right now. So I'm really considering picking up Llorente uh, for the squad. Um, that's a card that can literally play anywhere. So, you know what, maybe I'll buy him and throw him up top at striker. I don't know because uh, he can literally do it all with 90-plus everywhere and hopefully some incoming upgrades. Um, but yeah, uh, realistically, probably a box-to-box for me. But uh, still, going to buy that card most likely for this weekend. I'm excited to have him in Acuna. So uh, we'll see what happens.
0: I, would, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't put it past you either. I know I know you can use any card anywhere. And I know we spoke beforehand about the three star three 3-star being an issue, but for a guy that somehow is a verified player and does not do a single skill move, I think, I think you can make it work. And again, he's got night one shooting still. So it's a great card. Um, if you a few cuts here, yep, we're not really touched on as well. Glovin is an interesting one. I tried him out as a super sub this weekend and a few games come the end of the weekend league. Not a bad little card as well. Zakaria, too, looks like a great kind of holy midfielder, but also could be a great centre back as well. And obviously, like touch touched on there, Acuna going to be a mad card if Argentina can get the wins, although they did, did draw last night. Verratti as well. Could be a very, very good card. But yeah, Nabry's a weird one. Touching on him slightly there. Honestly, I know Teddy mentioned him, but he's got weird acceleration compared to sprint speed. I think he's got 99 acceleration and the sprint speed's fairly low. just kind of evened out there. But yeah, even guys like DeLict and Sanchez, they're going to need that boost for the pace of the centre-back. And that's kind of the main issue now is that EA are releasing a lot of fullbacks who can play centre-back. And then we kind of fallen into the trap of getting them and then we're left with no choice but to run full-backs at centre-back too. Obviously, we've got the team to come on this Friday. We've got a little prediction here as far as players who could, get, who could get in there from Simon here. But looking at the prediction here, Anto, I want to start with you first. Like who are you hoping gets in the team? And looking at the prediction here. Who do you like the look of?
1: Yeah, so with my squad currently, I'm looking at La Liga players uh, mostly for my team. So Hazard would be a beautiful card to get in uh, the to team too. Gomez would be amazing with the Argentinian link. He would link up perfectly to Acuna that I already have. I use Gomez's what if card also. I thought he was amazing. I think Sterling would be a great card to get, you know, Quadrado already has a good one uh, from Tots, but, you know, maybe with a little more physicality and potential upgrades would be cool. Um, But I really like the, the team two predictions that I've been seeing all over Twitter. I hope they come true and I hope that they, um, you know, just keep the ball rolling because team one was really solid. So I hope they just, um, keep it with that level, you know, don't go under the bar, um, anything, maybe you blow our expectations even more. So yeah. we'll see.
0: It's also tough to kind of, we, we've got a prediction here, but it's also tough to kind of predict who's going to be in it as far as it's all down to EA and who they want to put in it. It's not down to kind of performance based anything like that as well. And Teddy looking at your prediction here as well, anyone that stands out for you? Uh,
2: no arsenal player. That's, that's what I see. <laughs> uh, maybe future arsenal player, Sterling potential. That could be cool if it comes home and he gets, uh, little five-star five-star that'd be pretty interesting but i mean like i said before nothing really can touch my team which kind of stinks everything's untradeable so i'm just kind of stuck with what i have on i mean unless i want to spend millions of coins but i don't know i'm kind of stuck nothing too crazy for me
0: that's the thing i think obviously like we spoke about beforehand, too is that a lot of people have nearly got a fully untradeable team And I think that kind of goes to the point as well why some people are getting fed up with the game a little bit and kind of getting tired because the best part of FIFA is maybe not changing your team, but being able to improve it week on week on week. And when you do get to that end of the game stage where your team's so good and you can't really improve it, the enjoyment and excitement slowly dies down there as well. And Diego, for you finally, any players here from the prediction we've got that catch your eye?
3: Oh, five-star, five-star Conte is, oh, he's joining my team. It's going to happen. Listen, if Conte gets in, I'm back in France. Five-star, five-star Conte to end the year. I would love it. I literally love Conte. Even his gold card was so phenomenal for so much of the year this year. He hasn't gotten that many special cards. So, like, with the prediction, obviously, we don't know. But I can easily see either Conte or Pogba get in. But with this prediction – Conte I would love Angola. I mean even at that point I think France will have another game play they already have one win Conte as is is phenomenal I'd literally love to get Conte into my team just the potential of the five-star five-star how fun that card would be to use and just how insane he would be in the midfield I know he just makes people so mad at how much ground he can cover uh, I would love Conte and then just Papu Gomez and Joao Felix I mean I, I've got a lot, a lot of La Liga players. I've used Inform Gomez this year, and I've played against Joao's player of the month and headliner, and he's filthy. And Portugal are also a favorite, so a 5-5 Felix would just really put uh, on top of an already juiced card, just phenomenal endgame links with Bruno, Renato Sanchez, Ronaldo. It would be an insane card. So those are really like the three that stand out to me in the predictions.
0: I think Felix is one as well. that everyone. I think a lot of people did his Player of the Month card when he came out early in the game. and I think a lot of people enjoyed using that card. It's kind of been a bit of a letdown. I know he got the headliner card as well, but he's not really had too many upgrades since then. Another card here that I kind of like the look of, I know he probably won't get an upgrade, is possibly Thomas Delaney as well. I know he's very good early on, and he always seems to be a very well-rounded card. And Graven Birch is another one too. I know Holland are probably picked or spoke about as far as to do well in the Euros. And... I just want to see some cards here that maybe didn't get much love throughout the year and didn't get many performance-based cards because it is a time now for EA to, again, select certain players that maybe didn't get many informed throughout the year, make sure there's a lot more kind of a bigger pool of usable players in the game and not just the same cards recycled over and over again. I know Firmino could be a quality one too. I know he's kind of gone back to his freeze cup is a very good card, but for the rest of the year, Firmino's not much love. And then Dan James, another one too, maybe. I don't think Wales will do very well. Um, they didn't look too great in that first game but yeah some good cards here I think there is a uh, potential and then like we said the first team looked really good I think the first team surprised us all and hopefully if they can carry us on into the next one that'd be great but again what we've got to remember too is that the cards released in team 2 will carry over any upgrades or any wins that have been previous. Again, I think they know no, these the wins start from when the promo actually starts itself. So if a player is released in team two and their team's already got one win in the Euros or in a Cup of America, that will count for the card already as well. And I want to move on to the additional SPCs or player SPCs and objects released so far. I know I've had Jimenez, the end of era Pischek, Florenzi, um obviously had Jota as well, the moments, Gurtza. And Then Eriksson, Forsberg, Lindelof, and Eliasson as the national players release. I know they're trying to do a new thing right now. Every single day with a new national team. Diego, I want to start with you first on the on this one here, though. What have you made of the additional players that have been released as th- far as through SPCs or
3: objectives? I mean, just the fact that it took you a little bit to kind of describe everything is is great. I mean, but this is kind of what we've been asking for for so long, right? We just want as much content as possible. There's so many players, so many different leagues. Upgraded skill moves and weak foot, right? Like if you've got a Bundesliga backline, peace check, perfect. Florenzi coming back to Serie A. A lot of guys love the Syria this year. That's also great. Jota, Portuguese links, Jimenez, a center back of La Liga. They're really spreading out the content in these top five leagues, which I really, really am enjoying. And um, the Sweden object, the Sweden SBCs, I think is a super cool addition to it. I like the fact that you can get this whole group of Swedish players linking. And I just think the only thing on that SPC is give us a little bit of a better pack right at the very end. Um, But other than that, I mean, I'm already blown away. This has already just been such a good start. And I was a little worried after day one. I'm like, all right, let's relax and let's see if EA continue to bring it. And I mean, they've done it. So, uh, so far, I, I really enjoy all these SPCs and objectives. They're all usable. And I mean, they all just have that potential of upgrading. It's just so fun to really get invested into these players. So, so far, I really enjoyed it.
0: I know we're moving to you next, Teddy, here. I know there's no Arsenal players here in this one here, but what are you making of the? Are you liking that they're releasing so much stuff right now anyway?
2: I love that they're releasing all this content. It's a huge bounce back from team of the season. I don't know what happened for those uh, last two uh, leagues. It was awful, awful content. But these cards, they're they're very good cards. They're all usable. I don't think any of them are too overpriced. I mean, people were saying Jota's maybe expensive, but I think people mix up expensive with overpriced. I think it's fairly, um it's a fair price. And then the Sweden nation players, I-, I thought that was brilliant. I mean, especially if you support maybe a nation that doesn't have as many good players like Sweden, it's pretty cool to have cards now that are more usable. Like, I mean, we have peace check for Poland. I'm Polish. I think that is amazing. I would love to have something like a, Poland nation players that'd be really cool. But I think so far they've absolutely slammed the content for these SBCs.
0: And that's one good thing there. You mentioned too is that they hopefully they target certain nations that haven't got as many kind of big usable players in the game, at least spreads a bit more love out to every other country as well. I know obviously Sweden's pretty lacking with a few big players there as well. And it's hopefully in the coming days, we'll see how it goes. Again, I don't want to speak too soon about EA. Obviously, we got throughout TOTS and there was a few good teams and then all of a sudden it dried up. But again, this is a five-week promo, lots of time for a lot of players. The only thing is I'd maybe like to see a bigger boost for some of these cards, make them again in line with these kind of top-tier cards. and It's already hard to get some of these guys in with the national links and the leagues are in. But again, I think we're we're going in the right direction. Anto, if you're here finally, what are you making of the additional content we've had so far?
1: Yeah, just going off what everyone else has said, so far the content has been amazing. Uh, Tons of objectives to grind, tons of SBCs to complete. Outside of the additional player uh, SBCs, we also got the Icon uh, SBC that just came out as well. A lot of people were doing that. And, you know, with team of the season just finishing up, we have a lot of fodder in our clubs, I would say. And so a lot of these cards are not going to cost a lot if you've been saving fodder. I've heard Goats is amazing. Um, Erickson looks like a great card you can grind out. And the Swedish um, SBCs that came out today, again, I think it's a great, great idea that they're doing. I just hope that they continue it and maybe we get a new nation every single day. That'd be amazing. And another really cool thing about it is they're giving us a group reward. If you finish all three, you get a prime goal players pack, which is awesome. I would love to see maybe a fourth player as the group reward, but you know, it's EA, so I'm gonna keep my standards a little bit lower than usual. Um, but yeah, so far, amazing. Uh, we've seen this in the past with Team of the Season where you know things are going great, then all of a sudden we're like what just happened where's the content so you know let's ride this wave as long as we can and let's just hope that they continue to do this because right now content's amazing and there's just so much stuff going on it's like i love it i really do and that's the thing as well it's good to have so
0: much stuff that we're not sure about what to do and whether you want to complete certain things here and there and again the fact they've got a reward for doing it, all three players is a great point too and one thing we haven't touched on as well is there, there's additional masks and objectives too that if you get certain goals with national national team players or there's more packs of stuff available, I think it's for Europe and Asia right now. And again, in the SPC section, there's also league SPCs for certain nations too with rewards there. So I know there's a lot of guys out there who love the BPM, love their kind of SPC menu grinding and the stuff for them to do as well. But I think it's good stuff for them to add in now, although we're left kind of thinking like, why have we got to wait until again, June for this additional stuff? Why can't we've had more stuff released during TOTS? when kind of there's a lot more hype around the game. But we all know that it seems to be that post tots they always aim to bring out the most engaging, the best kind of content for some reason, maybe to boost the booster hype for the next FIFA, but probably because they've got to work harder to try and get people engaged in the game. Because at the end of this and what at this time every year anyway, the kind of the involvement and interaction from players always dies down anyway. And I want to move on to some real life football as well going over the Euros and Copa America. Teddy, start with you first. Have you been able to watch many games from the Euros so far or not? And who is your pick to win the Euros and Copa America, if you've got one for each of them?
2: Euros? Um, I've been watching the Euros, not so much of the Copa America. But for the Euros, I think it's either going to be France or Portugal. I, it, it, I think that's going to be the final or wherever they meet. But uh, I have to give it to France. Their players everywhere on the pitch are world class. So definitely think it'll be France. So far with the games, I think they've been really entertaining. I'm sure most of you guys have seen Schick's goal. That was wild. I thought Ronaldo's second goal today was brilliant. And yeah, I mean, I'm just disappointed in Poland. That's all I have to say. Lewandowski, I don't know. He ghosted big time, letting me down. But as for Copa America, I haven't really watched it. I saw Messi's free kick. That was brilliant. And I'll just say Brazil, honestly. (laughs) That's what I'll go for.
0: Yeah, the thing is, well, I know Diego will get onto it a bit more. Diego's probably our expert here as far as Copa America goes. But yeah, it's been interesting so far. I think it's just great now that we've got so much kind of football or soccer to watch. And it's kind of hard to watch all of it at the same time. But again, it's always great now in the summer. Again, obviously every two years for the Euros and the World Cup is that there is loads of potential to watch games and kind of now there's kind of stuff in FIFA that links to real-life football. People might get more involved as well. I know there's a lot of people out there too who kind of their football knowledge comes from FIFA too. So there's a good chance for those guys now to maybe watch more football instead of playing virtual football on their console. And Anto, for you here... Who are you taking for Euros and for Copa America? If you've got one for each,
1: yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, <laughs> my sleep schedule has been pretty poor recently, so I get, I don't really uh, have the chance to watch a lot of these games. By the time I wake up, they're pretty much done. So I have pretty much have been watching only highlights. I did get to watch Argentina yesterday. That was a fun game to watch. So um, in terms of picks, though, I, I, I want Italy to win. I'm Italian, so of course I want Italy. But I think that France is probably going to take it this year. And in Copa America, I'm going to go with Argentina. I know Brazil are the favorites right now, but, um, you know, Messi looked pretty good yesterday and they got a really good squad around him. So uh, I'm going to go with Argentina for uh, Copa America.
0: And finally on to Diego here. Diego, who are you taking in the Euros and Copa America?
3: So I've got France. I mean, literally take them and have split their squad and play 11 v 11. You've got two world-class squads. That's actually insane. No idea how they're that stacked, but I mean, France also, uh, as we're recording, they happen to play Germany, who are a pretty solid team. And I just think they're really, really balanced. Um, The composure is insane from the forwards and the back line. I mean, the ability that they can allow other teams to possess because that back line is just so stable Uh, is world class all around from the keeper up to your forwards. Insane. So for me, I've got France and in the Copa America, it's a little different, Uh, I think. Brazil are the favorites. I'm backing Peru as I am Peruvian, but um, we did make the final in 2018. I don't know. It's not looking the same this time, but uh, I think it'll be Brazil again. They just so dominant and with everything going on over there, it's all just about players trying to stay healthy and avoid getting COVID because it's a really bad thing over there. So if teams start falling to COVID, I think it could be anyone, but if, you know, they can tame it and, Calm down all the cases so far. It's got to be Brazil or Argentina. i probably back Brazil just because the the sheer class of, you know, Neymar, Marquinhos, just all these world-class players can kind of put them, you know, one level above. But I'm never counting out Messi. I'd love to see Messi win the Copa America. So um, I think it's got to go Brazil, but Argentina are right behind, man. Yeah, I
0: think you make a great point too there. As far as obviously Copa America with the code cases, I think – I think we don't speak about that enough with the Euros because not many players have gone down with it so far. But I think the other day, obviously, Yao Cancelo went out with COVID. Again, it could come down to whether it be a, a big player for one of these teams. It gets it could really affect the tournament. And obviously, fingers crossed, nothing happens. But it's kind of we're, we're in a weird situation right now where something like that could change a whole tournament. But for me, I'm going to have to say I think England can go far. I'm not I'm not going to go as far as saying it's coming home. I do think France look great. But I would like to see how far some of these teams could go again. I know the obviously the France's group is very tough. They've obviously beat Germany today, but we'll see how it goes. And probably Copa America, like I said, I would love to see Messi finally lift a international major trophy. But I think, like I said, Brazil are strong as well. But I think I I, I would like to see Messi win it. But I think Brazil looks strong, and I think they'll go ahead and go win it there. I want to move on to now a quick little review of team of the season. I know we've spoke about this a lot on the previous in the podcast, and I think we kind of we've always come to the same kind of consensus. that it's been disappointing. It's not kind of what we wanted, but I kind of want to get your guys' takes on it as a whole. Whether basically did it surprise you? Was it what you expected? And did you think it was kind of the way it was for a certain reason? Anto, I want to start with you first. But what did you make of Team of the Season as a whole? And
1: kind of, were you happy with it? Um, very, very shocking, I'd say. You know, there were some weeks where we were on the moon, super, super happy, content every day. And then there's other weeks where it's like, what's going on? Where's the content? So, I mean, it was up and down, up and down. Um, I have to say I left disappointed. But at the end of the day, I understand why they're doing it. They're trying to expand this game's life cycle. And I think that's the biggest thing we need to realize is that there's, there was a major shift, I think, with this FIFA compared to previous ones. And with previous FIFAs, I think that team of the year and team of the season were the two promos that were kind of put on a pedestal above all the other ones. And with this FIFA for the first time, it seems like team of the season and team of the year were just another promo. And they weren't really elevated like they have been in the previous years. So that might be a shift that we see in future Fifas going forward. And if so, um, you know, at least next year we'll be ready for that. And maybe our expectations won't be so high. Um, But that being said, I'm still this is the first year that's really been like that. And I was pretty disappointed, especially with Ultimate Tots. Um, Ultimate Tots was literally um, one of the worst promos we've seen in a long time. Just in terms of content, there was basically nothing coming out. So very disappointing. Um, the cards itself were pretty good though. Um, and I'm glad we have a five-week promo now with good cards. So um, at least we have more stuff now after TOTS, uh, you know, but TOTS itself, yeah, pretty disappointing. You make a
0: good point there too. I think a lot of people are frustrated about this year's TOTS because previous years, again, the team of the year and TOTS promos were again, so much better than the rest of them. And obviously this year is probably the first year where they are just another promo another brick in the wall. And it's disappointing, but again, going into, going into kind of the next few years, we'll expect it, but it remains to be seen how kind of EA makes sure that these are kind of still their premier promos in the game itself. Diego, do you, go to you next here. What did you make of TOTS as a whole?
3: Uh, As a whole, I mean, I don't want to continue, you know, beating the dead horse here, but it was, it was disappointing. Um, but I think... EA took advantage of the start of COVID last year. Now that people were locked in, they really were like trying to see what they could do to extend it. And I think last year's summer heat was insane. And I think from that moment on, they figured out that they can find ways to keep us engaged throughout the summer. So I think going forward, I definitely am not going to expect team of season to be what it is anymore. It's a little sad because team of season is that time of the year where, you know, Like you said, with Team of the Year and Team of the Season, there's two promos. You want to pack anything you can there. Best cards at the end of the year. Favorite players, right? It's what we all wait for. But I think going forward, um, I was very surprised with Team of the Season this year, but I won't be going forward now. I think it's now the second year in a row where they're showing that they're going to continue to try and keep us through the summer. And, I mean, if it's good like this, I'm cool with it. I'll just lower my expectations for Team of the Season. But this year – a few weeks where we rode very high, you know, emotions, it was so fun. And then for the majority of it, just super low, a little sad, but going forward now, I don't think it'll be something on my mind where team the season is that promo anymore. I think like Anto said, it'll just be another one, but definitely the summer will now look to be kind of like that final push into keeping us together. So, yeah. Yeah, and also
0: we'll see. I'd love to know kind of the statistics behind how many guys stick around after Tots and whether EA have seen that in previous years when it was kind of Tots was that kind of big promo that then in the next few years we kind of we see more guys playing on after, whether kind of they have to boost up next year because of the massive outrage. But it's an interesting one too. Like, again, we all know that Tots still has good players, it's still a good promo. But it almost almost seems strange too that they kind of chose weeks to have a, a good week as far as content goes and then the next week kind of bring it down another notch. But it's got to be reasons behind it that obviously they're not said to us. And Teddy go to you finally here. I know we've kind of gone over a lot of same kind of opinions and topics here, but are you kind of would you are you glad they've kind of made TOTs worse to allow the game to be better after? Or you kind of you prefer TOTS to be kind of a bigger promo and not to not really care too much about what comes out after it?
2: I would have liked TOTS to be better than it was. I like what you said. I thought it was kind of interesting with the um, the numbers to see what it's like after Team of the Season because I'm sure we've all seen it, people on Twitter being, oh, the game's dead. Uh, whatever you stream on, post on, it seems like every comment is like, the game's dead. What are you doing? But like, it seems like people are playing. And um, with Team of the Season, though, I'm going to continue to beat the uh, the horse. Uh, I was extremely disappointed. I mean, they came in with Prem and it was like, okay, well, maybe it's just going to continue like this. It's whatever. I mean, I'm not going to expect too much. But then it was like a buffet with La Liga and Bundesliga. It was brilliant. The content was amazing. You didn't know what to do. There were too many players. And then what was it, Ligun or Serie A after that? And it was it was awful. It was like nothing. And then I was extremely disappointed. I, I felt robbed with uh, Ultimate Team of the Season. Those red picks were basically guaranteed Fridge uh, picks. And then we didn't even get an Ultimate Team of the Season guaranteed SBC. It was a 90-plus uh, top-five leagues SBC. Like, it's an untradable card. It's not like it's some tradable card you're going to flood the market. It's I, I want an Ultimate Team of the Season SBC. That's all I wanted, and I didn't get it. So um, I'm not going to forgive EA for that. I'm pretty disappointed.
0: And yeah, that's the one thing as well. the the fact there was no ultimate guaranteed tots SPC is a strange one as well. I know, I think everyone said on Twitter, oh, it might come on the weekend. That's what it did last year after tots ended. They brought it out, but again, it's strange for them not to do it again. It's it's an untradable card. The market probably won't be affected by it. And from all the pools I've seen with the kind of the ninety plus major league one as well, they were shocking.
3: I saw so many Andres, et cetera. It was it was so bad. I, I gotta be with you, Teddy, right there. I got robbed too. I opened 300 player picks in the span of ultimate team of season. I didn't even pack an MLS one. It's insane. Uh, crazy. I, it just has to be said because I completely forgot about that. And now looking back at it, I had so many player picks that week just to literally get nothing crazy
2: to go on top of that. Yeah. I basically did the same thing as you. I went off for Un team this season. I spent millions of coins. I I got nothing to show for it. Nothing.
0: I, I feel like also the pack weight for that too. I know opening up rewards and stuff in the past week, pack weight for Ultimate Tots seemed to be so low. I saw so few people packing Ultimate Tots and obviously the additional common board team, the group stage players as well. And we've not even touched on that come the end of it. That was a kind of a, a weird ending to Tots too. The fact that was only out for three, three days itself. But yeah, again, we kind of got to a cons- consensus here that yeah, Tots wasn't that good. It was, a weird one. it was a weird one, like Teddy mentioned as well. It was kind of like you built up community, you Prem, like a little roller coaster. We got to kind of the La Liga, Bundesliga, kind of the the best part of the, the ride. Then after that, it was just kind of flat, the rest of it. It just ended so weirdly. And Like I said, there must be a reason behind it. EA know what they're doing. At least they make out what they do. They make more money every single year. So there has to be a reason behind it. And I, kind of, I would like to know kind of the reason, really, honestly, as a kind of in a business way, is that how this really works for them as a business model to release nothing? Does it, like, how does it work? And it, it's so confusing, but it somehow must work, which is kind of why my brain cannot be kind of wrap around it. But I want to move on to here, the current state of the game, obviously post-talks. We are pa- we are past it now. We're kind of in the end game stage of FIFA Pretty about three more months left of the game and towards you to the next one, but I want to kind of get your guys for the plans for the remainder of the game. Are you having team building problems? And what are your plans for foot champs going forward, Teddy? I want to start with you first here, though. What are your plans kind of post tots now? And what are you thinking regarding the game currently?
2: Post tots, I'm having fun, and I recommend most people have fun, don't stress out. It is a game, people need to remember that. But uh, for like, I, I have a main team, like, I we were talking about it before. Uh, nothing really goes into my main team now. It's pretty set. I think I have one, two tradable cards in that team. But then I made a fun team. I made an Arsenal pass and present. It's awful, but it's fun to use. I get to celebrate when I score with Henri or Burr Camp. It's really fun. So I recommend uh, at this point on, just have fun with the game. Don't worry too much. If you want to use a card, don't be like, oh, man, like, is should I buy him now? Should I wait a couple of days? Just, just buy the card. I mean, there's only... A few months left of the game. Just have fun,
0: basically. it's pretty much it. And are you going to keep... Do you, do you really care too much about chance as well, like whether you get many wins or not, as far as the uh, with your teams?
2: I am not stressing about it too much. I mean, I'm, I have an Arsenal passing present, so I can't expect too much out of it. But yeah, I'm just kind of casually playing. If I lose, I lose. It's not that big of a deal to me. It's just, like I said, it's just a game.
0: Has it been easy for you to kind of transition to that? Because I know beforehand you've missed out on elite, I would say a few, a few times. Uh, I don't want to mention how many. Um, but has it been easy for you to transition to kind of not caring too much about the game?
2: Yeah, I mean, even when I miss out on elite, it's not, it's not too big of a deal. Because like I, I don't mind gold one. Considering you get the extra hundred k pack, it's like, it's kind of nice. But then you know the, elite pack, team of the week, or team of the season one is always nice as well. But, I mean, it's really not too big of a deal to me. I've always been sort of a calm player when it comes to FIFA. So, like, losing the matches, I don't get too angry. Like, I haven't broken a controller. There, let's say that. I don't get that bad. I haven't put a hole in a wall. I haven't done anything to my controller or my desk. So, um, I'm fine.
0: Okay. We'll we'll base it off how many controllers you've broken as far as how angry you get. But it's a tough one, too, because I would say I'm kind of – I'm getting to that point now where I'm still getting annoyed at the game, and I still want to be competitive, and that's kind of the reason why I'm playing. And I fully get—I know guys throughout the year always say, "Well, kind of, if you want—if you want to have fun, you say a fun team or a team you enjoy using." But for a lot of people too, is that they have that; they think that's how they enjoy the game. But also for some people as well, is that they can't do that if that means that they kind of decrease massively in the amount of wins they get. To again, I know a lot of people who play FIFA are very competitive. And that's why people do hate the game at times as well, because they might not many winners get many games as they want to. And that's where using these kind of fun teams make, makes them get more annoyed at the game. And it's kind of an endless cycle is that they, they struggle to get enjoyment from it. But obviously, at least for you now, if you can use this fun team without any pressure on it, that's probably the main thing. Have no pressure on yourself, especially now we're in a kind of endgame stage of FIFA. Anto, for you were here, what are you kind of planning for the rest of FIFA and kind of are you having issues with team building and what your plans for, for champs?
1: Yeah, so as of right now, my team is fully untradeable. Um, I do have a good set of coins to work with if I want to buy a player. I was talking earlier about getting rente. But um, yeah, pretty much what Teddy's saying. At this stage in the game, it's, it's more about having fun. You know, I've come on this podcast many times and preached about playing competitively and playing my best, going for the best records. But at this stage in the game, um, you know, now that TOTS is over... I'm probably going to take a step back from foot champs and just have more fun with it. Um, Trying out new players, trying out new teams, even if it means sacrificing um, and settling for a a less good reward. Um, Last weekend I went 20 and one, didn't have time to finish my games, but you know, it was fun trying out new cards. And I'm probably going to do that again. Um, It was funny actually, because right before this podcast, I was on FIFA for a little bit. And there was this objective and I never really do objectives, but Um, It was called the National Pride Friendly. You need to win four games with like a full English team or full full Italian. So um, I went into that with like a full silver and bronze uh, English team. And I was smacking people that had like Rooney, Mount, like all these crazy cards. And so um, it kind of gave me some ideas for foot champs, at least maybe, you know, trying to see if I can run with the silver team, see how far I can go with that and maybe just try to push my uh, my limits um, how bad of cards can I use and still be successful? So I have a lot of ideas going forward for foot champs, but, um, yeah, I don't know if I'm really going to be using my end game team every single weekend from now on, I might just try to switch things up, have more fun. Um, cause yeah, I mean, at this stage in the game, we got a couple months left. The rewards are now, uh, a lot watered down to what we were just getting. And even in tots, I wasn't getting anything great. So, um, yeah, I think I'm going to look to have more fun now. That's my plan. The main thing I think we're kind of focusing on now
0: is kind of just trying to remove that pressure from yourself as far as getting a good rank to get good rewards. Because we've got to the stage now too where we've probably realized that, again, for the whole of FIFA, we play for the rewards and we know that rewards aren't great. We get to team of the season where the rewards are meant to be a lot better. And even at the stage now, we're not seeing that we aren't getting many red, kind of red team of the season cards in our team as well. So we know that rewards aren't worth it now either. So whatever we can do now, take the pressure off yourself. And try, try try to enjoy it. I know a lot of people struggle to, but that's probably the main thing here. And Diego, for you, finally, what are you trying to do for the rest
3: of FIFA and kind of what are your plans for it? Um, I mean, it's kind of just sounding off the same thing. I mean, we're not really playing for anything anymore. Uh, I think the, the relevance of even like trying to compete and be competitive has kind of died down more. Um, I'm honestly going to go through and and start spamming more player picks, things like that. And if I'm packing untradable guys, I'm going to try and get them into my team and kind of give them full weekend league reviews. Cause I feel like to review a card properly, you got to give them for me, I think a full weekend league would be great. So I want to start doing that Um, untradable cards that get packed in these promos. I'm going to go ahead and try and get them into my team, try and give reviews on them at the end of each weekend league. When I play with them, Uh, just starting to use more players, especially obviously it's a little harder with having so many untradeable players too. Just if I pack more untradeable guys, let me get them into the team. Uh, Barcelona past and present coming. I'm hoping that the Euros and the Copa America can uh, boost some of my uh, Barcelona players up because right now it's not looking how I want defensively, so I'm waiting a little bit on that. But, yeah, just having more fun with the game. I think I'm using now these next few weeks to analyze my game more. Um, I'm still going to be trying to play for Lee. And things like that, but just really, really try and kind of hone in on how patient I can be, how focused I can stay at this game, and just kind of end on a little good note here, and then try and push uh for like a top two hundred finish, either at the at the end of this year or you know sometime in FIFA twenty two. But just trying to improve, but also I've kind of changed my mindset, and I feel like it's allowed me to play more throughout the year. So it's been honestly still pretty enjoyable. Yeah,
0: and obviously that's the thing as well. I know. I think Teddy mentioned before and a lot of guys saying right now that kind of people are saying FIFA is dead and things like that. There's still a big lot, a big player base still playing. So again, you kind of got to set your objectives out there. Kind of, you've got to find your reason why you keep playing Champs, why you keep to play FIFA, whether it's to kind of have more fun with the game now, whether you want to get, get better at the game for next year, even though it will be a different game, but you obviously still kind of improve within the game itself to get better for the, for the next kind of generation of the game too. I want to go through some of questions here to end off here though. Question here from Jose is how to trade how, how to trade in the market late in the game. Is it possible to still do that? Teddy, I want to ask this one for you here. How are you finding trading right now at this late in the game? It's easier
2: than ever. It's super easy. I'm sort of really casual with it because like I have my team. I'm not too worried about getting too many coins. But like if you guys want to make coins, some of the gold commons are really easy if you're on a low budget. Silver's bidding on them. Uh, that's super easy. But like, I always tell people to buy gold commons, like uh, high rated gold, gold commons, like Bender 2000 coins, David Soraya, Rugani, Marcheson. whenever they're around like a 1000 coins or below. They're super easy, really, really easy buys. And then um, bids, bids are really, really stupid. Um, I did it live on stream. I show it all the time. Any method that has open bids, especially on like special cards that are old because they're old cards. People aren't watching them. I somehow sniped a uh, inform for Ron for 23,500 coins, just messing around on the market. It was on the market for over a minute. I listed them on accident for 23,500 coins, but still uh, it's cool that I got it. But then again on stream, I, I got a Ronaldo inform for like almost 200 K less than what he goes for on bid. It's, the bids are super easy because there's not as many eyes on the market, especially on old cards. It's it's really easy to make coins right now.
0: It's also a good time as well to try, and if you aren't kind of too familiar with trading, it's a good time right now to kind of practice different kind of methods of trading to get yourself ready for kind of FIFA 22. And I know obviously there is a, whether you want to look at the markets from Footbin, I know I think Teddy, you put out a video previously regarding looking at the index 100 on Footbin, kind of seeing players who dropped down massively in price and kind of, checking that too and I think that's a great method as well. And another question here from Hose is how to get better at the game or this late in FIFA. Um, and Anto and Diego on a good one to you. Anto going to be first. How how are you trying to get better in the game still with this late in FIFA? Is there is there a way do you reckon?
1: Yeah, so I mean it's really hard to get better at this stage in the game, but what you can do that I would definitely suggest is throughout your time playing FIFA, identify what your weak points are. So for me personally I was always getting countered a lot in foot champs, and that's where I would concede the most. So I spent all tots and all of now Festival of Foot just working on my defense, uh, figuring out how to read people, uh, which moves they're going to use, how they dribble, and things like that. So um, the main thing you want to do is just figure out what exactly is your weak point, where do you lack the most, and then just use this time if you're going to be playing division rivals, uh, grinding objectives, foot champs, and just you know work solely on that and um, hopefully the outcome and the results get better and better. Um, that's what I did. And, you know, my defense now, I think, is a lot, lot better than it was when I first started playing this year. So, um, yeah, that's what I would do.
0: I'm, I'm glad to hear your answer isn't spam, directional, nutmegs. And, well, De- <laughs> and Diego, go to next what are you next here. What are you saying here that is a, a good way to improve this late in the game?
3: Uh, I think it all comes down to your mentality, Uh, listen, like there's not a lot of pressure on anyone anymore getting better. Um, if you struggle at this point of the year, it's June, it's, there's no worry with it. Um, but yeah, I think when you change your mentality, um, in terms of not blaming the game, you know, not just thinking that everything's scripted against you, um, and just playing it in the moment for what it is, if you kind of take a little bit of a step back, You know, I think analyze your game, definitely try and play one or two passes ahead, right? Always think about if I can find this guy open, if I go ball here, send him there, and all of a sudden I have a run. A lot of people play so directly. And so, you know, tunnel visioned. I think if you just kind of look at the pitch as a whole and be patient, I think that'll go a long way. But I think it also goes down to your mentality. The moment you lose a game in foot champs in a very bad way, which happens to everyone, and you let it go on to your next game, and your next game, or even within that game of a really bad goal, already you're lowering the potential of how good of a player you can be because your mindset is so driven on what upset you within a game or before. So I think at the end of the year, honestly, the mindset hasn't changed a lot. Uh, this week I bottled elite. I haven't done that in a really long time, but it wasn't necessarily such a sad down feeling. I mean, I played awful. I didn't really play well this weekend. Uh, I know how good I can be. So, I mean, I have my Elite One weekends, the Gold One weekends, just, just on moving on to next week. I mean, I know how I can improve. And I think that's what can keep you playing the game so long, just like that mentality, not letting it drag me down, because I understand how difficult this game can be to really try and stay focused. It's, it's tough on your mind sometimes, but just taking a step back and enjoying it more and just, not putting so much pressure on yourself I think goes a long way so really for me it's just patience patience and mentality
0: yeah and that costs good to the point as well as far as spacing games out and kind of if you if you lose a game having a break and things like that and like I said it depends what you kind of want to focus on for now for the rest of FIFA whether you want to get better or you're going to have fun but I still think there is a way to do both of them as well and this kind of leads into our last question here from Rini he says, since I've seen a lot of people struggling this weekend or this past weekend, what are your thoughts on FIFA burnout and do you think is a thing? Also, is there a perfect time to finally give up on playing foot champs? Personally, I think people only play it because of FOMO, um, which I think is a good point too. I think a lot of people do play it because their friends are playing it and you kind of always ask your friends in the weekend, like, well, what's your rank, what's your rank, Like, what are you doing so far in champs and things like that as well. Anto, I want to go to you first in this question. What are your thoughts on kind of FIFA burnout and kind of when you think it's a good time to give up playing champs?
1: Yeah, I think 100% FIFA burnout is a thing. Um, You'll notice lately if uh, you watch me stream sometimes, I think now more than I used to, I take a couple of days off, especially on the weekends, on Saturdays and stuff. Um, I think now is a perfect time, you know, to stop playing foot champs. You're not playing for much anymore besides just getting better and getting ready for the next year of FIFA. Um, but FIFA burnout is definitely a thing. If you're playing 30 games every single weekend, it's going to get old, especially if you're using the same players and you're coming against the same players every single game. So hundred percent FIFA burnout is a thing. And in terms of when to stop playing, I say this to all my viewers who ask me this, and it's really just about when you stop having fun, that could be the first week or that could be never. Um, but as soon as you stop having fun and it becomes more of a chore, I think that's the point where you should just like. You know, take a step away, whether it be for a week, a day, a couple hours, anything, you know, because um, it's not worth it. If you're not having fun, it's not worth playing. And that's any game, not just FIFA. If you're not having fun, uh, I don't see a point in playing. So uh, as long as you're uh, enjoying what you're doing and you're getting better and enjoying trying new cards or whatever it is, then keep playing weekend league. Um, but if you're not, then I would say definitely not worth it and do something you enjoy.
0: And Teddy, go to you next here. What is your take on kind of FIFA burnout? When is the right time to stop playing foot jumps?
2: I mean, I kind of agree with what Anto said. Um, like, if if it's a chore, like, the why would you play it? Go enjoy your weekend. It's summer. Uh, go to the beach. Go on a hike. Go camping. There's so much you can do. I don't think you should spend your weekend stressing about playing 30 games a week in league. I don't think that's worth it at all. Don't worry about the rewards. You're not going to miss out on much. You probably wouldn't have packed anybody anyway. Yeah, really. Just don't don't stress about it. There's no point.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing too. Again, we we're, we're at a point now where it really doesn't matter how you do in foot champs anyway. There's no pressure on you. And again, I kind of feel like myself as well. If you get to that point where you question, should you keep playing champs? The the initial kind of time where you answer your, ask yourself that question is when it's probably time to kind of miss a weekend, give a have a weekend off. And if after that weekend you feel like you want to get back to it, go and play it. And if after that weekend, you you don't want to keep playing it, then don't do it. And Diego, for you, finally, what was your take on FIFA Burnout and when you think it's the right time to stop playing foot
3: champs? I 100% believe in FIFA Burnout. Um, listen, we're in the summer now. Uh, enjoy your weekends, man. If you have a plan for a day out or a weekend with your friends, just go and enjoy it, man. I think taking time away from the game actually lets you enjoy it more because honestly, having a week or two off when you play this all year, and you enjoy the sport, it's fun to come back to it. It, It's good to space it out. Um, I don't know necessarily about giving up on it, but don't ever feel afraid to stop playing in a weekend or just skip on a week or two, Um, because then when you come back, you'll happen to enjoy it more. And um, with the burnout situation, I mean, the best advice I would give anyone is, yeah, the moment you don't have fun, completely put it down. Skipping a day, skipping a weekend, stopping at an early rank it'll just save your mentality and your headspace for the rest of your weekend. I mean, you want to enjoy your weekends, especially with the summer now and, you know, COVID slowly going away and things slightly turning to normal. Just enjoy yourself. And I really don't think actually you're missing out on anything. If you played FIFA all year, the level of these cards are on par with all our end game teams and maybe a little better. I really don't think you're going to you know, come back in two, three weeks, and oh my God, everyone's team is you know godly end game. I think we already all are at that point. Um, I don't think you're gonna miss out much with the level of cards, so I wouldn't worry about you know your team not being up to par and the level play you know changing. I think that's no longer an issue in the game. You don't have to worry about that. Take off a weekend if you want, man. I really don't think it hurts at all. I mean, for the rest of the summer, I'll probably have days planned out where I may take a day or two off of weekend league, um, and I think it just. It'll really save my mental space. Just really enjoying the summer for what it is, and I'll still find a way to have fun with foot. Because when you take a day or two off, it's it's fun to come back to it. Trust me.
0: I think what is the what's that quote? Is that the distance makes the heart grow fonder? I know that might not be might not be fully applicable to Ultimate Team, but (laughs) you, you kind of you get the gist of that too. But again, also with obviously the new edition of FIFA coming out, what in like three four months anyway, it's sometimes nice to have a break so that you are kind of calming down a little bit and then you are kind of burning that fire kind of getting prepared for the next FIFA as well so it's, it's, it's a tough one I think it's all down to the person and whether you you truly enjoy the game or you got basically find that how you get enjoyment from it and I think for a lot of people too that sweating 30 games out in a week in league doesn't bring much enjoyment and again you haven't got to do it now especially so if you don't want to play it, don't play it but we are going to go through our guests and where you can find them Teddy where can people find you
2: it is pretty much teddy127 on all platforms, maybe an underscore in there somewhere because someone has my name, but yeah.
0: And Teddy, when are you streaming right now as well? I stream
2: usually like 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m. UK. Yeah, I would love to stream later or earlier, but work purposes, I can't.
0: But no, sounds good, Teddy. And Anto, where can people find you? Yes,
1: yeah, so you can find me at that Anto on Twitch as well as on Twitter um, i'm usually live thursdays to sundays around 10 p.m central standard time and then we usually end up around midnight 1 a.m so you know if you guys ever want to come in it's late at night and you just want to you know cuddle around with your loved ones watch some foot champs gameplay i'm your guy i also give tons of fifa tips if you guys are struggling with your squad need help you know grab your loved one come watch me play and
3: i'll be here all right get nice and cozy
0: and diego where can people find you
3: uh, you guys can find me on Twitch, YouTube, and TikTok at SimplyDGR and Twitter at Diego underscore Rezo5. I'm going to change that soon, though, now that I'm not a student, you know, I'm switching over to the uh, Twitch platform. But we are live five times a week, uh Wednesday through Sunday, usually around 3 p.m. Eastern, around that same time. Now a lot earlier as well, uh, around Teddy's time. Trading, though, go over there to Teddy, man. Trust me, I'm a that trading over in my channel not not the move i'm gonna tell you to go over to teddy so there you go man but uh yeah i mean really it's just kind of running road to glories um i'm same thing helping you guys out with foot uh mental space all that stuff man but at the end of the day just put yourself in front of the game yeah you're a lot more important than this game trust me but yeah it's really the main thing when we do man five times over on twitch
0: sounds good thank you very much guys If you've made it this far, thank you very much for listening. Also, if you've enjoyed this pod, make sure to check out our other ones and follow us on Twitter at ForFootSakePod for all things FIFA-related and updates on future podcasts. New episodes are released weekly, every Wednesday. So make sure you follow us on your preferred listening platform to be notified when we release our new episodes.